They described this draft as a draft full of doubles. But that Trevon Walker is the home run swing. Welcome to Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, with Brian Sexton, John Osher, Ashlyn Sullivan, and J.P. Shadrick. Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, starts right now. Welcome into the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. It's Monday, April 25th. J.P. Shadrick, Ashlyn Sullivan, Brian Sexton, John Osier, and thank you for listening on Jaguars.com, on the podcast tab on the homepage, or on the official Jaguars Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. We love feedback, don't we? No. Yes? No? Yes? Yes, we do. Uh, feedback. Leave us a comment and a five-star rating. All right, so draft week is here. Yay. Who's ready? I certainly am. It's Monday. Yeah, I'm ready. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's you have no choice but to be ready at this point. Ready or not. It, it's, uh, you know, it feels in some ways, draft always feels to me like it races up on you, but it, at the same time, it takes forever to get there. Yeah. Because you wait so long for it, and then all of a sudden, on draft week, it's here, and Sexton's going to Vegas and rolling the dice. And yeah. And, and, yeah, because that's and, what and, I do. And coming back with a pick. I, um... I guess I'll, I'll feel that way when I get to the hotel. You know, I'm staying at Bellagio where that um, where the, the NFL is, and apparently the fountain has been taken over by the stage. So I think maybe I'll feel like you know I'm ready for it when we get there. Um, it's, I wish they'd move this thing up. I wish they'd do it in March. Mm-hmm. It just seems it'll just drag. I mean, what will we do April. in April? Well, I don't know. You have mini veteran mandatory or, mini camp this yeah. week. It just feels like there's a lot going on. It just drags forever. Hmm. And listening to guys, teams have been ready to pick. I mean, I know they did their song and dance last week, but they're still going through it. Well, that's because you're sitting at the top of the draft. But they've got a favorite. They've got somebody. The, the team's just, they're ready. Let's go. You could easily do it quicker. I don't think they ever will, though, no, because they've they got the schedule. And, and they own the entire sporting year. Everybody covers it and salivates over it, and it's, it's fine. Television what? ratings. Uh, yes, people watch this, yeah. and they watch the build-up to it and yeah. the reaction to it, and yeah. on and on and on. There's no way it'll ever change. And here's what's funny. If you, had, it, if you told a sports fan in 1975, just uh, pick out a year, hey, you're going to be watching the draft. There's going to be a team in Vegas, and the draft is going to be in Vegas. People would look like like you're from Mars. The draft didn't exist in terms of sporting conscious. The NFL wouldn't touch Vegas, and now all of a sudden, it's look a whole. We are. It's funny. I watched uh, over the weekend uh, one of the NFL Network shows on the '83 draft, yeah. and I think that was one of the first ones fans actually came into. It was at the Sheridan in New York. And that was the big quarterback draft. Right. Yep. And there's hooting and hollering from the stands and upstairs. And it was still on cards. Right. The people were were like doing, right. Right. Yeah. The people are like taking notes and things. It was still on cards until like 2000. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's not all that new. And I think we talked about this last week on Drive Time. If you, if you want to see what it was, go, go and, and, and go to YouTube and find ESPN's first draft broadcast, right, of the commissioner standing in front of basically a chalkboard yeah, right. of you know, what yeah. they're putting names in. And, and people thought, who's going to watch this? But who would have ever thought that guys running around in shorts and T-shirts in Indianapolis would outpace the NBA playoffs? Yeah. And yeah, yet it Ro- does. Roselle thought uh, the networks were nuts. But they did it. For when to televise the draft. And, and he may be the most forward-thinking uh, commissioner of all time. Yeah. So just shows you. Let's hear some of the song and dance from Friday. The pre-draft media luncheon, Trent Baalke, 
Doug Peterson. We'll hear from Peterson coming up in a little bit. Let's start with the GM, though. They said they're down to four prospects being considered at number one overall. A much different feel from last year, but they still have to put in the work. Yeah, I think you go in every year, though, even last year. You go in, you do you, you do your due diligence. Uh, you work hard. You, you bring in all the information, gather as many facts as you can, put it together, and make decisions off of those. But you know, there's so much that goes into these decisions that, you know, it's not just the film. It's it's all the other things that go into that guy having success or not having success. Most of the time, they don't fail because they're not physically gifted. They fail for other reasons. So making sure that we've done all of our due diligence in those areas is critical to the decision-making process. That's bulky on Friday, and the general consensus is the big four would be Neil, Aquanu. Walker and Hutchinson. I guess that's fair, right, Ashley? Yeah, I, he didn't say that, but we all just in the yeah. room nodded our heads and said, okay, we know who the four are. Well, let's just say that Walker's not, just for argument's sake. Let's just say that Walker is all a big smokescreen. Who would the fourth be? Who's, in other words, who's the fifth? Ooh. Who's that next name yeah. in? Is there one? You could go so many different directions of that fifth, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I can't, I mean, I, and the one that would stand out would be Thibodeau. I don't think he's a factor for him. Uh, You've heard nothing about him here. Yeah, and so, but we didn't hear about Blake Bortles in 2014 either. Great right. point. So, and he snuck up on you. Well, yeah, to, to say the least. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know that there is possibly an outsider like a Sauce Gardner, right? I don't know that that exists. But I, for the purpose of a draft that goes all the way to the end of the April, it's conversation. Yeah, who would that other name be if it wasn't Walker? Well, I, just, I can't uh, imagine them taking a cornerback at that position. I, uh, Although Sauce Gardner, I would love to cover that name for four or five years. Because <laughs> right. um, we talked about this on Huddle Up, that the, the cornerback value is changing a little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't take a corner or a safety in the first round probably ever again, just because of the way the rules have diminished the ability of that position to impact the game. I still go back to if there would have been a wide receiver this year who – was even in like that top four or five conversation, I still wonder if he might not have been worthy of the number one pick. Well, then, then let's introduce it. Just another what if. If Jamison Williams hadn't hurt his yeah. knee oh, yeah. In, yeah. The, uh, in, in the playoffs, would he be that guy? I don't know if he's... Because I've heard his name talked there. about at like 10 for the Jets who can't pass on that kind of mm-hmm. talent. Mm-hmm. And I saw a couple of draft analysts who have, you know wide receivers in the top four five or six i don't think it'll sneak up to being a one possibility but had there been a jamar chase who last year everybody knew was special enough to maybe be top five in this draft with this team situation there you do wonder i you would have raised eyebrows at at jamar chase being not taken number one overall last year even without the quarterback situation, any wide receiver. But the way he played, the way he impacted, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's going to happen at some point. I don't think it's, ha- it's going to happen this year. Oh, but you saw the video of Jamison Williams oh. doing workouts over the weekend as representatives put it out. He's mm-hmm. walking over hurdles, 
doing short sprints. It certainly was a coincidence that that video went out this weekend. Uh, I think he's, right? he's going to end up in the top ten because yeah, I think people I are souring on Drake London isn't fast. Traylon Burks is sort of a hybrid. Um, and the ACL is so – Yeah, I mean, Chris, if there was any other injury, but it just seems like he's recovered so much from it. And, and ACL is such a popular injury at this point. Chris Olave doesn't take the time. think how you get it. Very true. <laughs> well, again, <laughs> we're talking about, about people go, 25 years ago talking about you know the draft on TV in Vegas and, and – and the fact that somebody would say, oh, yeah, the ACL is not a big deal anymore. Because, yeah. you know, back in the day in 94, 95, when this franchise was just getting off the ground, that was train tracks. I mean, that was, that was a major injury to overcome. Mm-hmm. JP, if I can just introduce this thought. Um, in talking to people, and I forget exactly who said it, they described this draft as a draft full of doubles, right? And there's a lot of guys where you can hit a double, a good, solid connect and get a guy that will be a really good player for you. But that Trevon Walker is the home run swing. He's the guy where you can get over the top. If he is what they think he is, and if your coaching staff, if Brenston Buckner is that coach, this guy is the home run swing in the draft. I thought that was an interesting way But do you have the possibility it. to whiff on the home run swing? Well, you always do. I mean, right. what, did, what did Babe Ruth hit? I mean, a baseball guy? I mean, three? 714 home runs. Right, but I mean, how many times <laughs> did he strike out? I mean, three out of four? Uh, yeah, something like that. I mean, he sh- <laughs> not off the top yeah. of your head. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, he hit he hit seven hundred plus home runs, but he he struck out three of the four times. Yeah, that's that's what a home run swing is. Yeah, that's the hesitations. Let's hear more from Trent Balky on a couple of these guys at the top, including Trayvon Walker from Georgia and Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. What do these guys bring to the table? I think when you look at both those players, they're both productive in their own way, used differently. Right, they're totally different schemes used differently within those schemes. So you just got to, again, you're looking at them, you're looking at how they made their plays, uh, how they were used, and then you have a vision for how you can use them. So all of that plays a part, but traits are important, production's important. You weigh it all. You weigh it all, John. You weigh it all. Yeah, you have to. And it's, you know, I I guess with the whole Walker-Hutchinson thing, I don't know how much more there is to say because it's, we're at that point in the draft where it's been said already. Um, if they go after Walker, it, it's the home run swing. If they go after Hutchinson, it's it's the perceived safe selection. But you also go back to uh, what Brian said. In the draft, there is no real safe swing. So you're taking a chance on some level on everybody because you don't know how they're going to translate. So I don't know which one they're going to pick. I would take Hutchinson because I'm – I'm I'm the safe guy. I don't unlike Brian is going to be in the casinos this weekend. I, 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 <laughs> Double down. I, I don't like losing money, so I'm I'm that guy. Let me gamble. I I think the safest player in the draft is the guard Aquanu. I think he's the guy who has that ability to separate and be. I say, I call him a guard. He's a tackle at North Carolina State. I think he's Quentin Nelson. And if he's Quentin Nelson, he's super special. I th- I think he's the safest pick in the draft. Very true. And I don't think it was a coincidence that Balky at the end of his press conference, it was the most awesome quote that this is the last time he will have the number one overall pick. That's something he's going to have his mind on. I mean, this is, and you talk about a safe choice, if I'm Balky and I want to keep my job, a safe choice, yeah. Do you need a safe choice or do you need a home run swing? I could see both sides. I would think if I, if my job is on the line, which it's not at this point, but with Balky saying that at the end of the draft press conference, I would go the smart choice, yeah. Yeah, you got to have a guy that can play. But 
A guy that can play but really, But I also really see well. going out swinging as well. I guess yeah, I guess all that. This, this is the intrigue that never ends. But GMs don't want to miss at the end of the day. Uh, so I, I don't know how Trent feels philosophically about this, but there's a lot of GMs who they would rather have a double mm-hmm. as a 90% than a 50-50 home run. And I think you can hit a double with three of those four guys. Yeah. I think both the tackles They're all good players. and Hutchinson are really good players. And I think Walker is going to be a good player. The question is better than those other guys. Yeah. Started for one year. So yeah. let's see. Uh-huh. And the pass rush move thing, I mean, I mean, the book is that Hutchinson's a pass rusher, has the moves, has that, and, and the Walker still needs to learn how to pass rush. Uh, that can scare NFL people because either you're a sack guy or you're not. There are people mm-hmm. who think if – if you don't have double-digit sacks in college, it wouldn't matter what level you're at, it's going to be hard to get that in the pros because you got to learn to do it. Not being refined, that does scare people. And one other thing real quick. Aiden Hutchinson really had one great year also. It was spectacular. Mm-hmm. And so people remember that. But he missed the season before with a broken ankle. Yeah. So it wasn't as if he's done this for three complete years. The Jaguars are future-focused and ready for a new look in 2022. Join us at the bank this season as head coach Doug Peterson and quarterback Trevor Lawrence lead the charge. Lock in your seats. Jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. Speaking of Doug Peterson, we'll hear from the Jaguars head coach. And yes, the coaching staff's on the field with players this week for the first time. We'll explain after this. Welcome back to the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. The Jaguars will host the 2022 Duval Draft Party presented by Baptist Health. It's this Thursday at 6 o'clock at Daly's Place. Live draft analysis, much more. Doug Peterson will be there. Select Jaguars players. Ashlyn Sullivan will be there. Uh, Stick around for the draft, of course. Our live analysis on Jaguars.com after the first round pick will be in the bowl at Daly's. Register for tickets now. Jaguars.com slash official draft party. Ashlyn, you asked Doug Peterson about his excitement for Thursday night at Daly's Place. A lot coming up this week for the Jags head coach. Next week's going to be exciting in, in a lot of different uh, aspects because it'll be the first time that our players, um, you know, with the offseason program, we get to actually go on the field and, and do some field activities next week with our current roster. And then, of course, the draft is right on the heels of that. And, and then get a chance to, you know, see our fans and interact with our fans and and, you know, see the enthusiasm and excitement that they have uh, for our team moving forward in, in 2022. And, and so for me, you know, we just kind of it's, – it's almost like a game day scenario where you kind of feed off of the enthusiasm and the emotion of the crowd. So there you have it. Uh, Ashlyn, I think uh, this will be Peterson's first appearance in front of fans on a stage as the Jags head coach, if I'm yes, not mistaken. Yes, he's had a couple here or there gatherings. But, yeah, this is the big, the big moment if you will. So I can imagine he's excited. It's a big week. It's a big statement week. So we're looking forward to it. I keep meeting people who have met him yeah, out in the community. And, and all they say is he seems like a regular guy. Mm-hmm. He is. I would say he so. He is. No, he is. And I think people are going to – that's just going to come shining through. There's not a lot of this celebrity nonsense that we had with the other guy. Yeah. The other part of that is it's phase two of the offseason program. So the coaches can be on the field with players – there's still no helmets. They can't do one-on-one stuff. Um, you know, they're basically doing 
warm-up stretch type things. But they're doing stuff now, Ashlyn. Yeah, I think to get the image of Doug Peterson on the field with players for the first time is another notable thing this week. It won't get the coverage it normally would get because of the draft this week, which I think that's always interesting how they have it the same week. But yeah, to have that image of Trevor and Doug on the field in a football environment is notable. Phase two is a step forward from phase one, JP. Ain't I've always said that. that's the truth, John. Yeah, it's the next in line. It really fact. is. It yeah. really is. It is the next step. John really loves this, this phase. He's all about the offseason. John <laughs> well, <laughs> loves the offseason. It's, it, it's, it's just so difficult uh, to analyze or to have anything intelligent to say about it at this point because <laughs> – Well, and – it is what it is. And how, how often will you reference it once you get to training camp? You won't reference it at all. No. You, you won't go back. You remember that OTA practice where Phase he caught two. that ball? Right. I mean, you just won't. It's just it lives in its own little space and time and otherwise is But we will analyze it. Yeah. But phase three, buddy. Oh, that I'm is, ready. That is another step. <laughs> Why? Is that, is that when it's open to the media? I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, mean, I have no idea how it's different. <laughs> no, it's – it. A phase two is, I mean, uh, phase three is OTAs, which is actual balls in the air and you're throwing, and there is uh, at least a semblance of running plays. So that <laughs> will be interesting. And there's all ten of them. They got the two that they That's were right. uh, they, they got back. They, they got them back. They got back. So awesome. they got that going Thank for them, yeah. which is nice. Uh, hey, uh, you're going to Vegas. Yep, Bellagio. That's uh, uh, that's the a- NFL hotel. Yeah, and that's you know people who've been on the strip know they've seen that fountain and. The stage is set up in the fountain. You can Google it and see photos of it right now. It's, um, I, I think I've, I've, I've said this before. I thought Chicago did a great job in Grant Park. Um, and Philadelphia on you know, the Parkway. Yeah. Um, at, the, we'll at, the, at the Museum of Art. It, they did a fantastic job. It was so much fun in Philly. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care for Dallas because it was so spread out. Um, but I thought that Nashville did an amazing job on Broadway. Yes. Um, <laughs> I thought, if you could put it in Nashville every year, I would think it would take it. Put it in Nashville. Because uh, I think Vegas is going to be over the top. I just don't even know what to expect. Yeah, I could see it similar to Dallas, where it's it's very spread out and large, and it's an easy, certainly won't be quaint. It's an easy airport for people to get to. From I mean, I just think it's going to be flooded. Yeah, the quaint days in Las Vegas are long <laughs> since <laughs> over. I, it, it, once it's been in Vegas, you know, next year it's going to Kansas City. Yep. And then, then where is it going? Is it going to Detroit? Yes, oh, that's right. Yeah. Detroit. Yeah. I mean, it's they're using it like the Super Bowl. They're moving it around and they're leveraging it in markets to get stadium improvements and things that they want. How long until it goes to Los Angeles? I mean, it's that's got to be the next one, right? How long until yeah. it comes to Jacksonville? There's got to be some development around here, right? Yeah, well, that's starting. Yeah, uh, you could see it eventually. Uh, I think Shad has talked about the draft uh, way back when. He talked about the draft as a possibility as opposed to the Super Bowl because the hotel situation he didn't think would – Lend itself a Super Bowl, but a draft for one night conceivably could. What Ten I, years from now, we'll be talking about it. Well, you wonder, when he said that, it made a lot of sense. Now I think downtown, again, has some growing to do to get there because the draft has become so much bigger oh, than yeah. anybody even thought it would when it first moved out of New York. When it was in Chicago, I thought, yeah, the Jags, they, they, this could happen in Jacksonville with the downtown vision because mm-hmm. that's when they started talking about the shipyards. By the time it got to Nashville, it was like, wow. I mean, this is a big production. And then, I mean, Vegas is going to make it. You know, it's Vegas. And you still run into the hotel issue. So. Yeah. yeah. 
A lot to live up to for sure in the years ahead. Coming up this week, we'll have the Huddle Up podcast Tuesday, tomorrow, with Bucky Brooks joining us. Bucky will be in the building starting Thursday with our coverage on Jaguars.com. Drive time Wednesday, Ashley? Yes, we're shaking it up, and Brian will be live from Las Vegas. Yes. All right. It'll be bright and early in Las Vegas. 8 a.m. Vegas Vegas time, yeah. Guys, we're doing it at 11. Not oh, 11. Shabby. 11 o'clock start. Yes. Okay, yes. that's on Wednesday. And then Thursday, draft day, busy. 7 o'clock radio show on 1010XL until midnight. 7.30 pre-draft show on Jaguars.com. Live analysis after the pick on the team site and the Jaguars social channels, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. John, you look so excited and ready to roll. I, well, I mean, I think we're closing. Who you got? Who, I mean, who do you think they're taking, J.P.? I'm going to stick with Hutchinson. I am too. I, I uh, even though there's some more mocks today, Peter King picked Trayvon Walker. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, you know, you hear that Balky likes Walker. I never know how much all that means. I still, in those moments leading up to it, like I don't know if you guys felt this last year, but even right before the Trevor pick, you're like, is it really uh, okay? It is. I oh mean, my gosh! There's <laughs> always that little thing of. What if they didn't do it? This year, the intrigue at number one is going to be fascinating unless some report comes out in the next couple of days. But at the end of the day, when it comes in, if it's not Hutchinson, I'll still be surprised. Shalane? Yes, they're taking Hutchinson. Okay, Okay. and I'll go the opposite way. Because remember when Doug Peterson got hired, he said this is not a one-year fix. Mm -hmm. And so I think the offensive line, uh, Cam has not signed a long-term deal. He did sign his tender. Um, I think it's the offensive lineman because there will be pass rushers. There will be pass rushers at the top of the second round. There will be a player there, whether it's the kid from Purdue or whether the kid from Penn State. There will be a pass rusher there. And what's the difference between Aiden Hutchinson and the kid from Penn State or the kid from Purdue? I don't know. That's got, mm-hmm. But I say they're going to take Aquanu with the first overall pick because it is not just about this year. It's about the foreseeable future, and the offensive line still needs to be fortified. I still think it's Hutch, Walker, Quanu, Neal. It's still the order of mm-hmm. chance. But I like it, Brian. I'm just I making, like the, ca- I'm making the case for something different. That's all. Makes sense. There you have it. Our picks are in. The uh, draft coming up this week. Thank you for listening on Jaguars.com on the podcast tab on the homepage or the official Jaguars podcast network. For Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, Brian Sexton, and Joe Fortunato, I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time on the Jaguars Reporters Podcast.